0: what's going on everyone this is true code sports talk i am your host andrew wright and over in his bedroom is my awesome co-host cody johnson cody hey 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 everybody what's going
1: on we've got an awesome episode for you guys like andrew mentioned can't wait for you guys to hear it if you guys are working out or just lounging around or getting some housework done this is definitely something you're going to want to listen to so
0: stay tuned All right. Well, um, actually, like Cody said, today's episode is going to be awesome. I never said it. Just you know. <laughs> am I putting I words it, in your mouth? I, I said it um, off uh, our recording, and I decided to uh, say it on the recording. Just to see how <laughs> I'm going to hear that from Cody later, but it was worth it. Anyway. Uh, We appreciate you guys joining us and listening to Drew Code Sports Talk. We are excited to do this, especially um, since a certain someone came out and said something probably not the greatest thing to say during uh, what has been happening in our country. And and it just so happens that we're talking about his division. That's right. (laughs) So I'm sure that'll come up at some point. Um, but, uh, before we get into all of that, Cody, uh, we missed you on two bays last week. Um, I had to do it with my wife and, uh, she loved it. And she was like, well, I mean, he's, he's canceled, right? And I was like, well, (laughs) I mean, it was nice, babe, but, uh, no, 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 she, she would not want to do this all week, (laughs) but she was like, we listened to it together and she was like, man, I was really good. You know? that was awesome i was like yeah you were but that's the good. kind
1: of confident confidence i need man it's awesome. <laughs> yeah
0: seriously but uh yeah we're sorry that we missed you on two days. luckily we still had you for drew code but cody man uh i feel like i haven't talked to you in a week so i mean i know. How you doing, man? good man i mean you've been really busy we've both been really busy honestly like we've
1: been on the go for pretty much for the last i don't know it feels like two weeks it seems like but but I'm good, man. Um, I'm glad that we're doing this episode. I was uh, looking forward to it. And then I will be back on two base for this week. And it's going to be a good episode because we're going to have the misses on there. And by the way, your wife did do really good on two bays. So I need to watch myself because she could easily put me out of a job. Which, by the way, I'm not getting paid for this, but you know what I mean.
0: Well, after this week, she is going to be going on maternity leave. So Uh-oh. she's got time yeah she does <laughs> she might have to start her own podcast <laughs> <laughs> i would definitely listen that'd be awesome but uh anyway as i said before we do appreciate you guys joining us today um uh well thursday not really today i mean we're recording this a little earlier but that's all right we still appreciate it we're from we're
1: from the future folks <laughs>
0: we're from yeah well we're from the past <laughs>
1: We're from the future's past, you know, like in-game. So your, yeah. your past now becomes your future, and your future becomes your past. That's where we're at. We're in that limbo.
0: Man, this episode is getting confusing already. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we are going to continue uh, what we've been talking about um, for a few weeks now. Uh, we've been going strong at it. Uh, we are now in the NFC South, and we're going to go by, uh, down their schedule uh, each team and see what we have them uh, record-wise and whether they get playoffs or not uh, remains to be seen. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited about today. All right. Well, I guess I, I guess the pause means I need to just get going. So. Let's get right into it. <laughs> All right, Cody. Well, we're, we'll start with you because uh, you you didn't get to do two bays last week, so I know you, you probably just want to talk. So, um, so I just want to know who is at the bottom of the NFC South and why, and what is their record? Gotcha. So I've got the Carolina
1: Panthers finishing in fourth place in the NFC South with a record of five and 11. Um, the games I think that they could pull out is, um, I can see them splitting games with the saints because every year they're always competitive with the saints. I feel like that they can split games with the Falcons. Um, when I get into the Falcons, I'll 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 give my opinion on where I think they are right now. But in terms of Carolina, obviously they're bringing in Teddy Bridgewater and they did sign PJ Walker from the XFL, so they've got two dynamic uh, quarterbacks there. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, we still are kind of wondering if he's a strong arm quarterback that could really throw it down the field. Um, you know, they did sign also Robbie Anderson, who was with the Jets. So I actually like this pickup for them. I think it's a good weapon for uh, Bridgewater to have as a target. And if I'm not mistaken, their other number one receiver is still um, Curtis Samuel. Um, I almost said DJ. Um, DJ Moore. Yeah, but that would have been... Oh, he's still there. Okay, no, yeah. he's still there too. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I was completely thinking that he, he was gone. But anyways, okay, so they have DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, which were two really good receivers for them, even when they had, um, when they had Kyle Allen last season. Um, And obviously they still have Christian McCaffrey. So I think they're going to be a pretty decent offense. One of the things that kind of concerns me though, is they will have a first time coach um, or first year coach, excuse me. So that's always going to be a learning curve, especially when Bridgewater is going to be essentially the starter and McCaffrey and all of them are going to have to learn this brand new playbook. So that'll be interesting. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they did with the offensive line to kind of shore it up. So that way McCaffrey can, uh, still, you know, break away in, in between the tackles, bounce on the outside, be utilized in the pass catching game. And also too to make sure that they can keep Bridgewater upright. Cause, you know, one of the reasons why he kind of didn't work out in um uh kind of work out early on when he got injured was because or with the Vikings was because um you know he's a mobile quarterback. So I feel like with this with the knee injury that he's essentially like recovered from you know you don't want to take a chance on have him being too mobile or you know run too many um, rpos if you if you can help it. So I'm really hoping, and we'll really see if this uh, offensive line could do really well in protecting him. And another thing too that's kind of assuring is this defense that they have. Um all their draft picks went to nothing but uh, defense this year uh, with also signing uh, uh, Eli Apple. so that's kind of an interest that's kind of a good veteran signing. I don't think he'll do too much in terms of shutting down. Um, But they did bring in uh, Whitehead, who was with the Raiders, and then they brought in – or they are bringing back Thompson again, uh, who is a weak side linebacker. And then they drafted uh, Derek Brown, who's a defensive tackle. So that's a good pickup for them. They've also got a good safety in Chin from uh, south of Illinois. I just feel like this team, though, is about two years away from maybe being a playoff team if they are – stay constructive the way they are and also bring in some really good um, other free agents and do really well in the draft so um, some of the games I see them winning is Chicago I can see them beating Arizona but I think that one will be a really competitive game Um, and I see them beating Washington and outside of that with again splitting with the Saints and splitting with um, the Falcons the only other game I can see that they could obviously win would be Detroit other than that I think those are the only five wins that they're going to be able to clean up and you know I I definitely think that this is their first year still in reboot rebuild mode and also to kind of see what they got with Teddy Bridgewater and how this offense is going to run so that's why I've got them ranked in fourth place at five and 11 so uh, Drew who do you have
0: at fourth place um, I have the same. I have the Carolina Panthers. Um, I have them at four and twelve. So one win less than you. Um but I can see how you could get there. Honestly, the only different the only difference is is you have the Saints and Panthers splitting games. I basically have the Saints sweeping the Panthers. <laughs> and it's not necessarily because I don't like the Panthers, because I actually do. Mm-hmm. Um I wanted to give them more wins but it was just it was hard to kind of justify to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I could have justified the Saints one but I just I didn't see it happening. Um but like I see Denver uh losing but I see the Chargers beating the Panthers. And the reason that is it is in Los Angeles. Yes, I know everyone LA doesn't really have the Chargers in in a sense don't have the greatest of fan bases but Um, you know, like what Cody said, when you talk about a uh, first year coach in the NFL and you talk about, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who, yes, he looked great in new Orleans, but let's be honest. He only played five games. He didn't play a full season. So, Mm -hmm. um, we don't know how he's going to respond from the injuries that he has had, um, yeah, I mean, really, the only the four wins I see is uh, you said Chicago. I have that. Uh, Detroit. I have the I have the Panthers winning, and then they split games between Atlanta, and then they beat the uh, Broncos. Those are really the games that I see the Panthers uh, winning. Mm-hmm. The other games, they have a pretty tough schedule. Um, you know, obviously in the division, but outside of the division. I mean Redskins could be a win for the Panthers. We have no idea, but I as I discussed before, I think uh, Ron Rivera wants to beat his former team. And so I just think it'll happen. Um you know, the Packers, that's a tough one. Vikings, that's a tough game. Uh the Chiefs, that's a tough one. Um and then you said you mentioned the Cardinals, I said the Chargers and then they have the Raiders week 1. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know it is in Carolina, but I do have the Raiders winning that one. And, and basically because they already have a lot of what they do set in stone already. Mm-hmm. And they just added a little bit more on defense. And they also added on offense. And they have the main guys still there. They still have Derek Carr. They still have John Gruden. And as long as those two are on the same page, the offense will run fairly smoothly. Uh, and then obviously Rodney Hudson at the helm at center position for the Raiders. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk more about them uh, when we get to the AFC West. But, um, you know, basically the Panthers, they do have a tough a tough schedule for a first-year head coach in the NFL in Matt Rule. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there's not much to say. I really like exactly what you said. They have a really good receiving core. They have Christian McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey really fits. What Bridgewater does, mm-hmm. and I don't think I think what helped Bridgewater was he learned under Drew Brees on basically how to stay in the pocket instead of mm-hmm. having to run all the time. Um, but he still has that aspect, so I think there will probably be a few surprise wins that we didn't see, but surprise losses as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's it's a four and twelve season. It is a tough schedule for them. And the biggest thing to me, though, and the reason why I don't really see them splitting games against the Saints or the Buccaneers mm-hmm. is they lost Luke keekley, yeah. And that's a big part of their defense. You know, to your whitehead, I I liked him as a Raider, but he wasn't – I mean, I'm I'm really not trying to slam him here because I really liked him as a Raider. Mm-hmm. He was a fantastic tackler. I mean, he was everywhere around the field. But the issue with him is – he didn't read offenses. He wasn't great pre-snap, mm-hmm. and so he's more of the tackling machine for me. Um, and so, I mean, he'll fit what they um, uh, what they'll probably use him for. I'm not saying they're they're subs- subbing him for Luke Keekly, but um, you know, I I think Luke he was basically like having a Drew Brees on the defense, or a Tom Brady, or a Peyton Manning, or you know, insert legendary quarterback here you know he was like that on the defensive side so yeah um, they're gonna miss a lot and that's why i have them going from 5 and 11 last year to 4 and 12 but i don't think it's going to be a negative 4 and 12 i think it's going to be positive i think they're going to win games that maybe people didn't think they would win Mm -hmm. um or maybe they're going to be in really close games like every game they lose is going to be not a blowout which i don't think so i mean you know, the Buccaneers, I, I'm not sure that they're going to be completely blown out by the Bucks. I think it might be a lot closer. So, um, that's just, um, that's my opinion on that. Um, mm-hmm. do, you, do you have anything else following the Panthers?
1: No, I mean, I really don't have an argument in terms of that. I feel like that this Panthers team is going to be pretty competitive as well. I think they'll kind of be in the same competitive realm, in my opinion, as the Washington uh, Redskins. Because, like I was mentioning to you, when we did their uh, division two weeks ago, is, you know, I like Rivera, how he's going to bring a toughness to them. They've got a pretty good defense. I feel like the Panthers are kind of like in that same realm, and I feel like that they will be competitive in this division. It's just there's too much that's new that they've got to adapt to to be successful because it's very rare to put a bunch of pieces together. In first year, you come right out the gate and you make playoffs or you make that much noise. I really think the only team that we know of that's done that recently is – uh, the Rams, I think this is before they moved to l a or the the year that they did move to l a in the first year with Sean mcBay they yeah, lit the, the league on they yeah, they lit the league on fire and yeah. first year coach uh second year quarterback, new weapons, and they just came out like a force, you know, so i don 't think they 'll be like that unfortunately, but I do think that they 'll be competitive, but you and I are pretty much in the agreement that it's a it 's a losing season for them and, and it 's a learning season for
0: Bridgewater and the younger players, so yeah. <clears throat> all right well cody um on that note um i don't think we really had any disagreements with the panthers i think the you only know. difference was a game yeah exactly <laughs> so i mean we're not going to fight on that so and i don't want to fight with you not okay. to well we, we'll see i but care just... about you too much <laughs> <laughs> um all right cody well um third place in the nfc south and what is the record and why
1: So I have the Atlanta Falcons finishing in third place in this division. I have them finishing at eight and eight. They're going to be a 500 team, but honestly I feel like that since their Super Bowl loss, they haven't really made any noise. They haven't really become a playoff team like they should. Um, and I really do think that Dan, uh, Dan Quinn's, this is going to be his last season. Um, with the team, if he doesn't make the playoffs and at least get them like to the divisional round or something, if if he doesn't make some sort of noise in the playoffs with this team in the NFC, it's pretty much going to be his last season. I don't see how he's going to survive, considering that his last year, or excuse me, one of the earlier years that he was with the team, uh, they went all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, loss obviously twenty eight to three to the Patriots then, and then since then they just haven't seemed to recover. Couple of shining spots though is they did sign Todd Gurley, which is a huge one. They will have Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones back, so I really like that receiving core. I think it's going to be great. Uh, we did get news earlier today that Todd Gurley's knee um, is healthy according to his physical, so you know that's a positive sign, which means he'll probably be utilized as a pass-catching running back. Um, you know, in between the tackle running, which is going to be really good. Um, you know they have a couple of young draft picks that they picked up. Uh, they picked up uh, AJ Torrell out of Clemson, who's a good cornerback. Uh, he's a tall, uh, lengthy one. Yeah. Um, some questions is how strong he's going to be on the line. They did pick up uh, Mikel, um Walker from Fresno State inside linebacker. So shout out Fresno. That's State. right. Shout out. And then they have uh, Marlon Davidson, a defensive tackle out of Auburn. So he's going to try to fortify the the you know the middle of the defense. So. We'll see how that goes. Um, um, I don't think this Falcons defense is as good as it was last year. They do have some promising pieces. Um, I really do think that it's a, a younger defense, so they're going to be pretty inexperienced. But for the most part, I think I think up and down, you look at this team and on the depth chart on the roster, I see a, I see an eight and eight team. You know, there's nothing on here that that you know explodes like a playoff team. Now, I'm not saying that they couldn't be a playoff team because. Honestly, depending on how this Falcons team is offensively, they could easily be like a 10 and 6 to 11 and 5 kind of a team in this division to 7 and 9 or 8 and 8. But I'm I'm riding on 8 and 8. I just think that with how their schedule it is, the games that they've got to play, I mean, they open the they open the season in Seattle, granted in in Atlanta, but that's Seattle, then they've got to go to Dallas week 2, uh then they have Chicago coming in. They're basically home and away, home and away, home and away for, you know, every game until week nine before they actually consistently, you know, have some sort of a, of a schedule in terms of like traveling and stuff. So, you know, obviously Detroit, we think is a pretty, you know, almost a for sure one. Um, You know, I, obviously I see them splitting a game with Carolina I think the Green Bay game is going to be a lot closer than we anticipate. It's on Monday Night Football on ESPN. So we'll see where Green Bay and the Falcons both are. That's going to be an early season kind of game on week four. Um, you know, and then they have Las Vegas and Atlanta. I think that could be a really close game, but I, I like the Raiders' chances against that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you close out the season in Tampa in January, and I don't think that they're going to – I don't. I would be surprised if they if they split games with Tampa, to be honest with you, with how – good this team is going to be so i mean to me there's a lot of games that you know they're going to probably win and lose win and lose win and lose i don't see them going on a long win streak but i also don't see them going on a long losing streak as well they're just kind of going to be a middle of the pack team in my opinion so
0: that's where i got the falcons right now um i don't completely disagree um I have the Falcons in third place, um, no surprise, um, but I have them at 6-10, and 10, and I thought I'd be higher on them, but I think Dan Quinn has shown that no matter what his offense looks like, I mean, they could add... Uh, I mean Barry Sanders in his prime, and I still think they would go eight and eight. You know, because it's just it's so inconsistent. You never know what Falcons team you're going to get. And I actually like Dan Quinn, but I like him as a defensive coordinator. I don't think he's head coach. I, I don't think he's that guy. Um, and so I mean, like like what you said, I like some of their pieces that they have, mm-hmm. but you know, even still. They still have issues and they always, always have major injuries at the major positions. And Mm -hmm. they just seem to never, they're never able to gain traction on if they get like going on a hot streak. Like in the beginning of this week one and week two, I have them going 0 2. I have them losing to Seattle in Atlanta. Then they go to Dallas. I have them losing to Dallas. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I'm that high on Dallas. I just think. I mean, it's in AT&T Stadium, um, mm-hmm. and after losing to Seattle, I, I think it's going to be a hard win. Uh, but then, luckily, they come back home and they play against the Bears. So I think they, you know, they start gaining traction a little bit there. But I have them splitting games with everyone in their division: Carolina, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's fair because Atlanta always pulls out these random wins at random times. I mean. You and I were talking before we started. They played Tampa Bay Week 15 in Atlanta, and I think that's one of those games where, at that time in my schedule breakdown, uh, at that time it's like, well, Atlanta's already out of it, and then all of a sudden Atlanta's going to win this game, and you're like, the heck did that come from? And see, (laughs) you know, all of a sudden you're you know, you're in a cave and all of a sudden you see the beach and you're like, Oh gee, the, the, <laughs> is that there the whole time? You know, It's, it's just kind of like that. So, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Kansas city. I, I don't see Kansas city losing. I mean, the chargers, you could go either way. Um, I have the chargers, uh, losing that game. Um, uh, and then, um, let's see. You said the Raiders as well. I have, I have the Raiders, uh, you know winning that game but that game could go either way as well. Uh the Denver Broncos you could also um make a case that they could win. It is in Atlanta so that's why I have Atlanta winning. Um but you know Denver could could pull that game out randomly. You just never know and who knows maybe Carolina is maybe possibly worse than what we thought. Um and Atlanta could possibly sweep Carolina if that's the case. So, I mean, we don't know. I mean, again, with the Minnesota Viking thing with uh Dalvin Cook coming out and basically saying I'm not playing, mm-hmm. um, you know, that could be a, an extra win for the Falcons that we didn't see. Um, who knows? But um for me, I just don't see a lot of a lot of upset wins for the Falcons. I think I see more um i see i think i see more like sneaking sneaky wins by the mm. falcons uh, if that kind of makes sense more more along the lines of you can make the argument that they could win at any time but in this case like i said with tampa bay you know Tampa's in my schedule is pretty okay and obviously i'll talk about them later um but um you know, and it'll be one of those games that they just lose because they try to do some different things and try to see what worked and what didn't work because it is closer to the playoff time. So Atlanta pulls a win out. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I you know I thought I'd be a lot higher on Atlanta, but they ha- they always have a great offense, um, and it sees you know we'll see how Todd Gurley does. We don't know what Todd Gurley. I mean, maybe Todd Gurley is what we saw him when he was with, um, you know, the first year in LA, you mm-hmm. know, and maybe, maybe we won't, I mean, maybe we'll, mm-hmm. we'll continue to see the downfall of, of Gurley and, and, uh, that could be, that could actually be bad because it'll be kind of like they got rid of Freeman and they got Gurley. Mm-hmm. Um, and Freeman was always injured. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of looking at Todd Gurley going, that could be Freeman. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the same. And I think Freeman would have been cheaper. So, well, no, I think uh, Gurley was pretty cheap on this one. So, forget I just said that.
1: (laughs) Well, he only signed a one-year contract. But, I mean, his potential on that one-year contract is, it's almost like that risk and reward. Are you willing to take that that much of a risk for the reward? And I think in this case, yeah. I mean, for example, if the Raiders didn't have a back like Jacobs and we had Gurley that was still in free agency, for one year would you want to kick the tires on Gurley and see how that worked out? I would say heck yeah because yeah. pass catcher, he's elusive. You just have to make sure that you can work with his injury or make sure that I don't know if you want to do a pitch count so to speak with him, but you know, would you risk a one-year deal on a like, you know, a mid-level kind of a deal in terms for running back to take a gamble one year to see how he'll produce in a new stadium, new city? kind of a a offense that caters to the running back to you know screen play like what you want for example as again as the Raiders so I think in this case for Atlanta the risk reward I mean you're basically you're potentially could get Freeman times two production or you could Mm -hmm. get Freeman but you're not getting anything worse than Freeman so you know I think that yeah Mm -hmm. so that gamble in my opinion is what the Falcons probably looked at and you know who knows maybe Gurley's knee is fine And really the Rams just kind of were over-exaggerating and trying to really, like, you know, really trying to baby him to the point where it was hurting him because he didn't get a chance to really keep working to kind of get through this injury and kind of work up some of that. I don't want to say work up toughness because I'm not questioning his toughness, just the sense of, like, getting him used to getting hit and to where he's not getting injured every time he steps on the field.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, just kind of going off, I mean – if I'm being completely honest with you, um, if the Raiders took a flyer on Gurley, even now with Josh Jacobs, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> I just don't think <laughs> Gurley would be up I for just to because imagine. he's not, not going to be a good No, guy. I know. <laughs> I don't think the Raiders would give up. I would up too. Anything. I mean,
1: that'd be a great second tier back as well to have Gurley <laughs> behind Jacobs, but it ain't happening, Captain.
0: Cool. Yeah, it would be cool. <laughs> yes. it's, it's wishful thinking. I mean, I'd be okay if the Raiders went after Freeman. Um, you know, that would have been cool, but uh, mm-hmm. again, this is just uh big, uh, probably not. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, um, I, I don't think we need to go any further on the Falcons. I mean, I think you and I are in agreement. This is probably Dan Quinn's last year. I mean, even yeah. if they go eight and eight, even if they go nine and seven, to be honest, I still see them, um, you know, even if they make the playoffs, I mean, if it, if they're nine and seven and make the playoffs but then lose, I still see Dan Quinn being fired because he, they're just like I said. It with the Falcons, it is just you never know what you're going to get. It's it's a box of chocolates, you know. Yeah, so. I can see that. All right, there was a little uh, Forrest Gump, if you will. So, <laughs> if you guys didn't get that, shame on you. you and go watch that movie. Yes, pa- <laughs> yes, Papa. But, but after the podcast. <laughs> you say go. okay, boomer on that one. That that's what the that's what the kids say nowadays. Come on, Cody. But we're not boomers. Today. so we don't, it doesn't count. It still kind of counts. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, Cody, who is in the number two spot, and what is the record and why? So I have the New Orleans Saints
1: finishing second at eleven and five. I do have them as a wild card team. I I think that they are a good enough team to where they will get in the playoffs. One way or another, by hook or by crook, I think that they will um, kind of piggyback off of last year's success. Um, one of the things, though, that I find really, really interesting, and and you alluded to at the intro, is uh, you know when uh, Drew Brees did his infamous um, interview with Yahoo Finance and kind of gave his stance on um, you know the anthem protest, and, and we don't have to get into all that detail just because we don't have enough time for it. But the outcry of how it seems so um, insensitive on his part to kind of bring that up again to take away from the the bigger thing that's been happening in the last two weeks. Um, really saw maybe even a disconnect from some um, of his teammates. I'm not saying that it's going to affect them that much, but um, you know, I also do think that his um, his uh, his way of recovering from it by apologizing. You know the tweet that he sent out directed to you know uh, the president, um, and then all the other things that he's done to do his best to show support and awareness and to kind of get kind of get on the right side of of uh, history, so to speak, and really correct the ship. So I think that they will be close. I just don't know if for some reason New Orleans has always been a team that is always. You expect the best out of them, but sometimes they leave you with an underwhelming performance that season. I mean, there's been plenty of seasons that I can remember where they have a stacked offense, but some for some reason they were they played to their competition. So, in other words, if we'll use this example, if Green Bay rolls into town, they're playing good against Green Bay. But also at the same token, if like someone like the Lions come into town. They're not, you know, putting up fifty. They're like running neck and neck with with the Lions. Not that the Lions are playing to the Saints' competition in the sense of like they're they're putting up points. It's just for some reason the Saints are playing down to the competition, and it's affecting them. So that's what I mean by that. But you know, um, I I see them losing two additional games in what they finished last season at three and eleven. Um, I do like the pick up with Emmanuel Sanders that they did this off season. Um, Alvin Kamara is going to come back without any injury, and they're also going to have uh, Latarius Murray again, former Raider. So I like that. Um, Jared Cook is coming back, which he's a really underrated tight end. He could have very easily made our top tens when we did our episode um, about a month ago. Um, And then they did draft Cesar uh, Luis from, uh, I believe it is out of uh, Michigan. So he's going to be like their new primary center or, or right guard. He can do either one from what I've seen on draft reports. And their defense, they've picked up uh, Janoris Jenkins uh, from last season, so now he's got a, a season with the defense. Now they still have Kiko Alonso. Um, you know they've got um, Marshawn Lattimore still. Malcolm Jenkins on the team. They've got a pretty decent defense here. Cam Jordan again is still on the team, which he's always been a um, he's always been a wrecking ball in that defense. Um, mm-hmm. So I really like this defense. I think it's probably second best in this division. I think the Buccaneers, which we'll get into later, has the better defense. But I think the Saints defense is good enough to where they're going to be a very, very, very powerful defense, and it's going to be hard to put points up on there. But one of the things I worry about is the repercussions that this, that what Drew Brees did is going to have on some members of the team that could, I don't want to say affect wins and losses, but... You never know. It depends on the position, the assignment. You know, if uh, somebody doesn't feel like, you know, wanting to win for Drew, that's kind of the only only unfortunate point. Also, is Drew Brees going to be able to stay injury-free because last season he broke his thumb? So is he going to be able to stay off the injury report and not give Jameis Winston an opportunity to maybe fill in for him? Because you never know, Jameis Winston's got a really powerful arm to where, you know, he could easily turn that offense looking like what it was with the Buccaneers and now with his lasik surgery he might actually be able to hit his targets not the defense so you know we will definitely see but ultimately though i have the bucks finishing at 11 and 5 like i mentioned um you know i think they're a great team i think they will make the playoffs i just don't think that they're the number 1 team in this division
0: i agree i have the saints at number 2 um i have them at 12 and 4 um you know last year they went 13 and 3 so i have them going down just just a game Um, They have a pretty difficult schedule if you look at all the teams they play. But um, they're a pretty difficult team as well. So, um, you know, with this whole Drew Brees thing, I think a lot of people are looking at his teammates. You know, okay, Michael Thomas, you know, he says that he forgives him. And I I don't think that he's lying about that. I'm I'm not saying that. You know, I'm sure Jared Cook talked to him. I know Malcolm Jenkins talked to him. But my thing was this. There's going to be a lot of other teams that have to play the New Orleans Saints. And you look for fuel as as a, a, a competitor. Not just a football player, but a competitor. You look for any kind of fuel to fire you up for a game. And why won't this be it? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure no one's arguing that but you have to take a look at this. This is kind of where my mind went when he came out with his with his thoughts of you know I you know I don't want people disrespecting the flag. I'm not okay with it. Basically is in a nutshell, okay? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't it wasn't the right thing to say. First of all, if if that's how he felt, then at this time, where it's going on, you should have just kept it to yourself. You have to be more knowledgeable. You have to be more aware, and he had no awareness during that, during that answer. So mm-hmm. I think we can both, you and I, can both agree on that. Yeah. The issue for me is, it took him the next day to respond, which I'm not against. I I figure you kind of have to gather your thoughts you want to you want to make a message to people and say you want to be your sincerest but first i would have respected it more if he would have come out almost maybe not immediately but you know a couple of hours after that whole thing had been blowing up and he should have said you know what i should not have said that it Mm -hmm. took teammates to talk to him to message him even team even uh players from another sport were messaging him and specifically LeBron James put her, put him out on blast and I don't blame him. So for me, if I'm a, if I'm the other team, I'm going, this dude had to be completely blown up for a whole day and then come out next time. And then the next day, and then apologize. He mm-hmm. couldn't say it during Hey, listen. You know what? I messed up. I I really didn't mean that. It came out wrong. If it really came out wrong, then you would you would notice it right away. Mm-hmm. And that's my issue with it. And I think that's going to be the issue for a lot of these players. So for me to have the Saints at twelve and four, um, I, I you could to me you could easily make the argument that they could possibly go as low as nine and seven because I think there's going to be a few games here that they could possibly lose, that they might think, oh, we got this in the bag, or um, that just the other team is just so pissed off. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, you know, if you don't agree with my views on that, uh, you know, that's your business. That's fine, whatever. But that's really how I feel. And I, I feel like, as in the words of my wife, Drew Brees is canceled, <laughs> so I'm definitely going to be uh, watching week two on Monday night against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am definitely going to be pulling for the Raiders. I-, I never thought I would say Drew Brees was canceled. I mm-hmm. really didn't. Um, I've always liked Drew Brees. I'm not saying that the guy is complete scum. I really don't think that. I think at least he was man enough to say, you know what? I was wrong. He apologized. And then he's done a lot of steps further. Like he met, he uh, wrote, to Donald Trump. And I think that's very respectful. Um, I think that's really cool. That's the step in the right direction. But for me, it was it took him until everyone was killing him for him to understand, oh, I need to say something. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I did want to I didn't just want to say that. And I'm, I'm sorry, I made it a little uh, preachy, but, um, you know, just just wanted to put that out there. But anyway. So the Saints, <laughs> um, you know, I think this will kind of, that, that whole thing with Drew Brees, it might affect him at least for the first few weeks because it's not an easy schedule right off the bat. I mean, they play the Buccaneers week one, mm-hmm. you know, and then um week two, they play the Raiders. Week three, they play the Packers. So the first three weeks, those are those are tough teams, and you guys can say, we're fanboys of the Raiders, come on, the Raiders aren't that good. Say what you will, but okay, if you think the Raiders aren't that great, you also cannot say that the Raiders are trash, because mm-hmm. I think you and I understand that. Listen, the Chargers are not better than the Raiders, uh, the Broncos, I don't think are. I think they could eventually be better than the Raiders. But right now, this year, I don't think they are. Mm-hmm. And I think the Raiders are closer to the Chiefs than the Raiders are closer to the Chargers, if that makes sense.
1: No, I got you. I'm picking up what you're putting
0: down. Okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. That's such a bad joke. <laughs> anyway, um, so... Um, and then you talk about the Packers. We had already talked about, I mean, you have the Packers at number two in their division, um, not as a terrible team, mm-hmm. but I have the Packers as the division winner, um, in the uh NFC North. So for me, I think the Packers are um I, I think they're 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 a tough team. And for the Saints, that's gonna be a tough win. I think I still do have um the Saints winning that game god now i can't remember exactly mm-hmm. yeah i still have the Saints winning that game but um you know it it'll be it'll be tough no matter the no matter what and then they play the Lions after that and i think we can both say with significance that uh, the Saints will definitely win that game god i <laughs> hope so <laughs> <laughs> so um but for me i have the Saints splitting games uh with Tampa Bay um they played the 49ers. I think uh, the 49ers, I still think, I think it's in New Orleans, but I. it was hard for me to say that the Niners are going to lose. I mean, that game could go either way. It is New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So that game could go either way. You could, you could say, okay, um, you know, the Saints could win that game. Okay, that's fine. Um, but then I could find other games where I had them winning that they could actually lose. So, mm-hmm. I mean. Like what we've talked about before, this is just kind of a a guesstimation by us. Right. So, uh, you know, I have them splitting games against Atlanta as well because Atlanta always plays them well, no matter what. It doesn't matter um, if it's Drew Brees or Teddy Bridgewater last year at some point. I mean, the Falcons always play the Saints well, and it's always a tough game. Um, So I think they split games there. Um, I like Carolina. I really wanted to have game split with Carolina, but I just don't see Drew Brees losing to a um, a first year quarterback or first year head coach, not quarterback. Um, so that's just kind of my thought process process with it. Um, I like Malcolm Jenkins, but he is a lot older. Um, I don't think he was all that in the bag of chips with, uh, the, with the Eagles last year. I think he had a lot of struggles. I think you started to see that he still has the mind of a football player, but he doesn't have what he used to have talent-wise. I think he's starting to kind of diminish. Um, so, I mean, they're going to have to really use him and as like the first safety, like not the deep safety, he's going to have to be the first safety, almost like a, a fourth linebacker in a sense. So, mm-hmm. or at sometimes five line, the fifth linebacker. So um, for me, you know, the Saints, I think are a good team. And I think you're right. I think they are a wild card. Obviously, if they're 12 and four, of course, they're going to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I do think that some of these issues with what Drew Brees said, um, I think are going to fuel some teams, and I think it might fuel some of uh, his teammates. To, um, I don't want to say that his teammates are going to completely try and injure him. I don't. I don't want to go that far, but I think there are going to be a few. I I think they want to prove a point, and and so you know Malcolm Jenkins was not happy. My, Michael Thomas was not happy. But you look at those players, and it's like, okay, what are they going to do to Drew Brees? I mean, really. Other than maybe have a cheap shot on him Mm -hmm. at you know at a certain time in practice, or Michael Thomas will drop a pass on purpose in a game. Mm -hmm. It's not really going to show that much. I think uh, the offensive line they really like Drew Brees. I know that offensive line is usually really close with him. Mm -hmm. So I think if he's going to really make an impact, he's really going to go after the offensive lineman. But. For the for the most part, I do think that uh, the first three weeks are going to be tough for the Saints. Um, it could be potentially 0 and three. They could even go three and zero. Who knows? Um, you know, I'm not going to um, speculate on that. But you know, I think um, in those games, I do have them going. I think I have them going three and zero. So that's already surprising to me. But. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, maybe maybe they lose one of those games or all or all three. So Yeah. All right. Well, it doesn't sound like you had any issue. So.
1: No. I mean, honestly, we're within one game of each other when it came to yeah. New Orleans. Really, your your thoughts of uh, Drew Brees' actions, we kind of are the same about it. And also, to just, you know, the Saints are a really good team. But like what I mentioned when I was bringing up my points is sometimes that they're play to their potential and then other times they don't and it's just you know when they don't play to their potential it's disappointing you wonder what's wrong with the Saints but then when the Saints play to how they're supposed to be and they're firing on all cylinders they seem like you know a team that's going to come make noise out of the NFC and you know they're going to they're a team to be reckoned with you know but they just they swing so wide on that on that scale that it's like where where are they going to fall and yeah. I think they're better than an eight and eight team. I don't see them as a losing team, but also to, I definitely, they're a playoff team in my opinion, but yeah. can they, can they continue the success that they had last season, despite yeah. the distraction that's going to start with a brand with new competition coming in the form of Tom Brady in Tampa, which I'm very excited for when it comes to those QB battles, to be honest with you. So yeah. it'll be very good to see. So, Segwaying into that, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say that my number one team, obviously, by one, by process of elimination, and two, just by sheer um, projections, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have them in first place in this division, and I have them finishing at a record of 12-4. and four. I think that a game that they're, they could lose is uh, New Orleans um, to Kansas City. Um, I believe they also have a game against Green Bay, which I can definitely see Green Bay taking, a, taking uh, a a win from Tampa. But we'll see because, again, with Green Bay, I feel like that they're within a lot of turmoil with, again, what they did in the draft. Um, let's see. They've got, uh, let's see, Atlanta. They've got Minnesota. I think Denver is going to be a surprising team. That's at Denver in Mile High Stadium, so I think that's a really tough game.
0: I I'm actually Tom Brady always struggles in Denver. Yeah,
1: and I'm I'm a little bit higher on Denver. I think the offensively they're really good, and I think it's going to be troublesome for that Tampa defense. Um, you know, an argument could be made here that the Rams could put up a pretty good fight with them on Monday Night Football week eleven. That's a good matchup mm-hmm. against them. Um, you know, and they've got two tough matchups at Atlanta in three weeks, so you know i i think like i said though i think the bucks though, are going to be a 12 and 14 team they're going to definitely win this division one of the things that i mentioned to you which you're going to probably give me your retort when i say this is you know one of the things i'm concerned with with tom brady is you know the previous i think it was the previous two or three quarterbacks that um bruce arians has had have had struggles in the first season in his system and then in the second year, once they had a full year to understand it, to feel like they were empowered in that system, then that's when they flourished. So when Jameis Winston was with uh, Arians, I think it was – this was Jameis's first season with him because mm-hmm. I think they only had one season together. He did mm-hmm. go 30 for 30, and there was a lot of talk that if Jameis came back, he would have had a good season. In uh, We'll use Carson Palmer as an example. When Carson Palmer first went to Arizona – First year, he wasn't that good of a quarterback. Well, I mean, he's a good quarterback. He just didn't have that great of success. Second year in Arizona, they were were a great team, all because Carson Palmer had a great understanding of Arians' offense. Um, So, and There's been other evidence, too. Peyton Manning, his first year with Arians, struggled. Second year was a lot better. Ben Roethlisberger's first year with Arians, struggled. Second year was a lot better. So there's evidence that usually a quarterback under Arians needs about one season to kind of struggle. Get the system down before the second year they really flourish. But, you know, I do think that Tom Brady is good enough to where he'll get past it. But again, he's an older quarterback though. So he doesn't have the arm strength like he used to. He's got to be a little bit more methodical. And, you know, Bruce Arian's system is more of a kind of a go offense. So he's not he's not a West Coast style offense. He's not a dink and dive kind of coach. He likes to air the ball out and he likes to make that defense honest. So you know, can Tom Brady keep up with that? With with any with whatever arm strength he's gonna have, uh, Gronkowski is he gonna be Gronk of old? You know, he's bulking back up to get back into game shape, and he looks pretty good. You know, he's only what 30 years old, so he's still got some life left in him. But you know, how's the injuries gonna be? Um, how's yeah. uh, the connection with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard? You know, all these question marks. But I think ultimately that they can make it happen, and with draft picks such as Christian, uh, I think it's. Wolf, I think that's how you pronounce it, or um, he's oh, he's an offensive tackle out of Iowa who they drafted, and then you have Winfield Jr., uh, safety out of Minnesota, who's got to basically shore up that defense. So those are the two top draft picks that they went out for, and I know that they picked up a young running back, I think, in round three or four to kind of be their primary. So we'll see how he does with Tom Brady, because Tom Brady likes the shifty backs, and he's definitely a shifty back, so. You know, ultimately, though, I think that the Bucks, their offense and the veteranship on this, and they're going to be a really good team, and it's going to be really hard to argue that they won't make the playoffs or be the number one team in this division. So that's what my take is on the Bucks being number one.
0: So why don't you go ahead and say what yours is. Okay, so I do want to say it like this. When you and I were talking, um, I kind of made it seem like you were saying that the Buccaneers were... You know uh four and twelve, not twelve and four, so um you know, I understand that either way, they're still a first in the division, according to us um I have them at fourteen and two, so we're talking about a difference in two games, and for me you you talked about Carson palmer, Carson Palmer is a great talent, but he he doesn't he he was He's a really good quarterback, but he doesn't have the mind that Tom Brady has. You talk about Ben Roethlisberger. I would argue that Ben Roethlisberger is just a bigger Jameis Winston, in my opinion. Um, and Ben Roethlisberger has never been that guy who would work at things. So for me, it's kind of like, yeah, and he was a young quarterback too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jameis Winston, I mean, he's not even close to Tom Brady. I mean... Peyton Manning. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. But again, Peyton was a little bit younger. He was still he was still learning um, the game. He wasn't the Peyton Manning that we saw at, like in Denver. You know, so for me with Tom Brady, it's simply this: this guy has been around for over twenty years. Um, you know, uh, Brady has been around Bruce Arians before um, mm-hmm. because what people really don't know well i guess now they know but peyton manning and tom brady have been friends for a while what you can be friends with your rival i know what i know it's shocking for people on twitter but uh (laughs) yeah anyway um and they used to work out all the time and manning would give tom brady a lot of stuff you'd be like yeah this is what we do this is what we do like When uh, Manning had Dallas Clark, he said, "This is what we would do with Dallas Clark," and that's how he would get open because you got Reggie Wayne on one side, you got Marvin Harrison on the other, Mm -hmm. you know. And then after Marvin Harrison, he still had Reggie Wayne, and it's like, yeah, you know. So we use them as decoys all the time. And then Mm -hmm. by the time they kind of get comfortable with, okay, now they're using him as a decoy, then Manning realizes that and starts going to the actual guy. So Mm -hmm. and so Brady actually did stuff that they did with Dallas Clark. He brought it over to New England and used it with Rob Gronkowski in mm-hmm. New England. So he has somewhat knowledge of what Bruce Arians likes to do. Now I'm not I'm I don't know how deep it goes. I don't know, but I do also think that Tom Brady is an absolute um, tape fiend. Like this guy will watch tape all day. I mean, if you watch the documentary on Facebook that he had he shows it and it was like dude ha- he was like rewinding it like 50 times and i remember being in some of those meetings where the coach rewinds it like 40 times and you're like oh my god stop we see it <laughs> you know and there's always that one dummy back there who's like i don't see it where is it you're like dude <laughs> just say you get it and let's go you know but um you know to sit there and watch tape i mean I know I like to watch football and I could I could probably do that, especially if it were my job. But the fact that the links that he goes to and then he goes out and he, he spends all this money on his body and then now he's got this TV 12 whole thing that he's doing. And it's amazing what he does, but he still takes the time to, to watch the tape. So for me, I'm not worried about Tom Brady. I'm not worried about him trying to... I'm sure there's going to be hiccups. I'm not arguing that because I have... Uh, New Orleans splitting games with Tampa Bay and Atlanta splitting games with Tampa Bay. Um, and I almost did Carolina as well. But like I said, it, for me, I can't see Tom Brady losing uh, twice to Carolina. I just can't see it. Um, and honestly, it was hard for me to see Carolina winning one. Um, uh, yeah. I just really wanted to to do that really. Um, But like you said, you know, the Broncos, that's a tough game because it is in Denver. And when I was going over my, um, my studies, I, I was saying, you know, Tom Brady, first of all, because he's been in New England all this time, New England always started slow in September and Tom Brady has also had issues in Denver. Now that was when Peyton Manning was there. He hasn't had too many issues since, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but Um, it still is one of those places that he just never can get. I don't know if it's the cold. I don't know if it's the air. I don't know. But then also in September, you could also make the argument that maybe Tom is going to try and save himself. So he's not going to try and do too much. So maybe September is, is the, is the month, maybe early October Mm -hmm. that you really need to get at Tampa Bay. Um, So the Denver could sneak a win in there. Um, you could make an argument, honestly, that the Chargers could win a game against them. Um, you, I think you mentioned the Packers. I think the Packers are a tough game. I still, I think the Packers defensively are not good enough to to beat the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, too, offensively, they're not good enough. You don't think the Packers yes.
1: offensively can keep up with Tampa? No,
0: because mm-hmm. you talk about you have Aaron Rodgers. Yes, and you have Devonte Adams, mm-hmm. but. After that, I mean, Aaron. Jo- well, okay, Aaron Jones. That's that's unfair. Well, that's Aaron-
1: only if that's only if he's utilized in in the in the game plan. Because there's been I don't know how many games where clearly he's he's the option that you need to go to, and Green Bay Packers always neglect to involve him in the offense.
0: So the game that that reminds me of is last year against Dallas. They mm-hmm. completely went away from Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones was killing them. I was. I had Aaron Rodgers on my fantasy team, so I was going for Aaron Rodgers, so I was happy, but I was like, dude, if I were really the Packers, I would be going to Aaron Jones, and they, they just wouldn't, and it was killing me, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like With the Packers, I, I think the Buccaneers... I, I, I should not say this. I think the Packers have good offensive weapons. I think the Buccaneers can match defensively. I think I should say it like that, because I'm making it seem like the Packers suck. No, the Packers, with Aaron Rodgers, you don't suck, okay? Um, even if Aaron Rodgers with was on Detroit, I'm pretty sure Detroit would win a few more games, okay? So, for me, I have, um, I have the Buccaneers winning. The Raiders, now this is interesting, and I, probably a lot of people aren't thinking. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than what people think. I think Tampa Bay will beat the Raiders, but... This is kind of a revenge game for John Gruden. He has not faced Tampa Bay since he has been in the league from the booth. So you never know what he's going to try and pull. And he loves Tom Brady. And there mm-hmm. was all these talks that, oh, you know, the Raiders are gonna go after Tom Brady, you know, and they're gonna let go of Carr. Well, they didn't. Mm-hmm. And they <laughs> it was it wasn't even close. Like everyone was like, oh, they offered him yeah, I'm sure every team offered yeah. Tom Brady. I'm sure a lot.
1: all 32 teams, I mean, excuse me, 30 teams because if you have Patrick Mahomes
0: and let's say Lamar Jackson, you're not kicking the tires on yeah. Tom Brady for example. Yeah. So I just I think John Gruden really wants to prove a point against the Buccaneers. So I think that game is going to be a lot closer than what you think. Um one game that I think the Buccaneers are going to completely dominate is going to be the game Week 8 against the New York Giants. Oh, my God! Here's why. <laughs> I don't think the Giants are that bad. I think I don't think they're good. I think I have them at like 1 in 15, to be honest, too. But um, for me, Tom Brady always sees the Giants, and what is, what is the first thing you think of when you think of the Giants? The two Super Bowl losses that they gave to Tom Brady. Exactly. He's thinking Eli Manning or or at least just the Giants in general. Mm -hmm. He's going to put a whorpen on the New York Giants. I think it's not even going to be close. So, um, you mentioned the Rams. I don't think the Rams... I think the Rams might have a couple of really impressive drives like in the beginning, but I think they'll die down towards the end. I really do. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, They lost a lot on defense and offensively, uh, unfortunately. Um, You said the Chiefs winning. Um, Honestly, I gave the Buccaneers the win because I don't like the Chiefs defense. I think a lot of people are hyping up the Chiefs defense. I, and I know this is probably going to be so um, controversial, but I believe that the Chiefs have the worst defense in the AFC West. I think out of all four teams in the AFC West, I think they have the worst. Mm-hmm. They have an incredible offense. I'm not arguing that. Yes, you can make the argument that that defense really stood tall against the 49ers. Yes, they did. But in a 17-week, but you get one week, so 16 weeks <laughs> <laughs> 16 week season, some of your flaws come out in random games. And I think this would be one of those games because – the Buccaneers. I'm not saying that they're going to light up the scoreboard every week. I'm not mm-hmm. saying Tom Brady is going to be scoring 40 points every day. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think I think they'll honestly. I think they're going to be more averaging like 24 points a game. I really do. I think Tom Brady, like you said, his arm is not what it used to be, but he's still smart mm-hmm. and he's got player playmakers around him. So that that's going to bail him out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a really good defense. And so for me, I think that defense will at least keep the Buccaneers in the game. And the Chiefs' defense really doesn't do that in the regular season. Now in the playoffs, they they kind of you know lock up a little bit more and and start playing a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, definitely don't see the Lions winning. So I I don't think I need to mention that at all. Even though what if the Lions were to go like. 13 and 3 this upcoming yeah.
1: season. We have you them know, like I will be borderline the 0 and 16. Here.
0: Uh, yeah, I will be the first one on here and I will say the line. I was so wrong about the Lions. I am so sorry to the city of Detroit. I'm so sorry of the state of Michigan that I, that, you know, I, this little person from Fresno, you know, bugged you that much, but, uh, you know, I was completely wrong. But you're not <laughs> going to win the Super Bowl. I will say that. Now you're not going to get a car. Yeah, I know. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just... I love the Buccaneers defense. I'm very high on the Buccaneers defense. I think this is a potential top-five defense. At worst, I think they're top-10. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, But um, they do face a lot of good offenses, but I think they have a lot of breaks, too. Um, So, for me... I don't think it's necessarily that I'm super high on the Buccaneers. I think there's a lot of games where, like the Lions, you know, as I said before, I, I don't think the Rams are going to be as competitive as you you said. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants are going to be completely demolished. The Bears. Um, I think the Chargers are going to be pretty beat up on that game. Mm-hmm. And potentially the Broncos. Um, like I said, you can make the case of the Broncos, but... Um, and then the the Carolina Panthers, I think they're gonna be semi tough, but I just don't see the Buccaneers losing. So they have yeah. a lot of breaks in their schedule and I, I think they kind of get lucky in in that aspect, and I think that's why they honestly, if it wasn't for a few of those games, I think I would have the Buccaneers almost the same record as the Saints. I gotcha. I
1: just think you you know fourteen and two to me sounds like you know like a a really good record, Um, you know, for a team that's going to come together for the first time with basically no full training camp and no real off season program other than zoom meetings. And the season starts in what in September is still projected. Right. And we don't have as much time as we did, or we don't, so to speak, we don't have a whole lot of runway space as we normally do leading into the into it. So I mean it could either work for those veterans that have been in the league for a long time or it could be really tough for an older player like Tom Brady who really needs that time to kind of get everything you know down and timed and all that stuff. But hey, we'll see. I mean honestly it's a different of two
0: of two games, you know. So Yeah. Yeah, and I'm with you. I, you know what? I'm I'm not fighting that. I listen with this whole thing this is completely new we have no idea what to expect so you're right this could go really great for the Buccaneers and this could go really bad we have no idea but I mean that's with any team and so we're just kind of going off of roster and schedule and the other team's rosters and who we think might overcome head coaches you know um I guess basically home field advantage is how that's going to work too so Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what we have to base it off of, and you know we'll go from there. But um, honestly, like you said, we're two to we're two games, two game difference here. It's really not that big of a deal. I mean, when you look at twelve and four to fourteen and two, yeah, that's that's a giant gap when it comes mm-hmm. to the NFL. Um, but I think we're in agreement that the Buccaneers are going to win this division, mm-hmm. and um, this is going to be a scary team. Yes,
1: it is definitely the team that we need to worry about. I mean, they could very easily be the favorites coming out of the NFC. So, you know, definitely it could
0: be in that category. For sure, for sure. Well, Cody, um, man, that was good. We did a good job. I'm proud of us.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Pat yourself on the back right now. Okay, hold on. All right, I got it. (laughs) That was the stupidest thing I've ever said. Anyway, actually that's not true, but anyway. That's, yeah. That's neither here nor there. Uh we appreciate you guys uh you know joining us and taking a listen. Hey, next week is the AFC AFC South the miserable AFC South, man. I don't know. I'm not high on either in any of those teams. So I know everybody's really going, going
1: 0 and 16 in that division according to you. <laughs> I mean, get nobody gets in the playoffs.
0: Guaranteed I don't have I'm pretty sure the Jaguars don't win more than like four wins. I mean, it's almost a guarantee for me. I'm going to say that right now. I'm having a hard
1: time saying four games just as we sit here. So yeah, (laughs) it's it's a tough call. Like that's pretty messed up. Like (laughs) I haven't
0: seen their schedule yet. Yeah. But next week will be the, uh, the AFC South. Uh, that'll be interesting. And then we go to the West, which I think are going to be the higher ratings. Of course, the NFC West and the AFC West. So, um, and only, uh, Only three more weeks of this. I feel like we just started this. It feels like it,
1: but no, we're, we're, uh, this will be our fifth episode in this, uh, series. So yeah, we're going, going pretty strong. The locomotive has left the station and we're rolling down the hill.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, these dad jokes. (laughs) Anyway, all right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Hey, uh, go check out all of our previous episodes of Drew Code Sports Talk, and also go check out Two Bays in a Pod. Those are great. And last week's Two Bays in a Pod was fantastic. That was uh, me and my wife because Cody had a work emergency, so uh, you know we we took uh, we took the helm, and I, I felt like she did a great job. I felt and like she I
1: felt like she Tom Brady'd me there for a second. I was Drew Bledsoe. She, Tom Brady, took over. <laughs> now I've got a I don't even know if I'm gonna get my starting job back. So we'll see. Yeah. We just started a
0: dynasty now. So let's not talk about the Tuck rule for the of God <laughs> <laughs> But uh anyway, um, and then go check out uh this next week's uh or this upcoming uh two bays in a pot. It is gonna be really fun. You guys will love it. Uh both wives are gonna be on, as well as us. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we always appreciate all the listens, the uh, the likes, the comments, the shares, anything like that. We always, always appreciate that. And speaking of shares, uh, please go to um, all of our social media platform on Drew Code Sports Talk. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and uh, please like our page, comment on any post that we post. We'd love to hear from you guys. And we appreciate everyone who has been sharing, um, and we ask you to keep doing that because uh, we want the word to get out there. Of course, um, also uh, we, like I said, we appreciate you guys listening. So go to any major uh, podcast where you get all your podcasts and go subscribe and rate and review on us. We are on Google Podcast, um, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and we are on iHeart. So. Uh, go take a look at those, and if you're looking for any good workout gear, uh, go to fnxfitness.com. They have great, uh, you know, proteins, whether it be whey protein, whether it be protein bars. Uh, they have other supplements there that you can use for your workouts, and they have great workout gear. Uh, the shirt that I got from there is fantastic. I love it. I try so hard not to ruin the lettering cause I love it so much. So I always have to wash that one. Um, so, uh, but if you want some, uh, 15% off of your purchase, Cody is going to tell you how to do that and where. That's right, guys. You're going to head over to drewcoatsportstalk.com on the homepage at the bottom
1: is going to be a live link. You're going to want to click on to go to their website. And then you're going to want to use the promo code, Drew code 15 for 15% off your entire purchase at the time of checkout. You're definitely going to want any of that gear, the supplements that they provide. It's great stuff. Um, also, if you guys want any of the live links to the iHeart uh, podcast, to the Spotify, Google podcast, Apple Podcasts, like Andrew mentioned, you're going to want to go to the website as well. There's live links. You can also listen to full episodes on the website itself which is awesome. Also, Two Bays is on there as well. It's got its own link to where you can navigate and see and listen to all those episodes as well. Again, you guys, uh, Two Bays in a Pod comes out on Mondays. Drew Code Sports Talk, which is this show that you're listening to, comes out every Thursday. So we're so thankful for you guys to be listening and always be a part of it. And we'll see you guys next week.